I have been studying a message, okay, go back. Last weekend, I spoke at a women's conference and I spoke about being a peacemaker. But before that, Pastor Jason had mentioned to me that he wanted me, wanted me to minister today. And so I have been studying the message and I just couldn't get it to kind of connect. And I'm like, well, I don't want to give them four different messages like my brother did when he came <laughs> on that Sunday. <laughs> one can give them something, one message they can take, because I'm not as you know skilled as he is. How he took all those seven messages and bridged them together and made it one. Amen. I can't do that yet, I'm not there. So I was like, God, but I want to talk about what you want me to share with them. So when I was praying this weekend, praying the week, you know, God wanted me to share what I shared at the women's conference. And I was like, that's cool. I got that, I can do that. So I was going over my notes and Friday morning, I woke up, I was fine, I went to work. Saturday morning, I woke up and my whole right side of my tongue was swollen. I'm like, devil, look at you. Because if I can't speak, I can't minister. I can't give the word that God had me, that he wanted me to share with you all on today. So I prayed and, you know, did some home remedies so I can get through Saturday. And it felt better by the evening. I tried not to talk that much because the more I speak, the more I talk, the more it rubbed against my jaw and my teeth and it just made it worse. So I was like, hey God. So I prayed last night, it felt better and kept doing the home remedies. And this morning, it felt better, but it was still in one area, the most tender part of my tongue. And I'm like, see Satan? So I was talking to Pastor Jason. And this morning he was like, so are you gonna minister? And I gave him a thumbs up, but I didn't hear what he said. And so he was like, well, I got it today. I was like, no, you don't. I said, I was gonna minister. I thought you asked me. If I had it, that's why I gave you the thumbs up. He was like, no, I asked you, do you want me to take it? And you gave me the thumbs up. I was like, no, I got this. I'm like, because I know what I have. I know God gave me, and I know that it's going to be a blessing to you all on today. Amen. Because the topic is something that we overlook in life as we continue to walk and just as humans, it's something that's not talked about. So I want to talk to you today about being a peacemaker. Yeah, amen. amen. So I looked up the word peacemaker, and it means a person who brings about peace, especially by reconciling adversaries. You know, a lot of you knew my mother, and some of you didn't get the opportunity to meet this amazing woman of God. But she lived her life keeping the peace. Even as children, we couldn't fight in the home when she was present. Now we're kids, so we still kind of, we were kids. We still kind of got into it a little bit when she would leave. But we knew whatever we were arguing about, when she walked through that door, it needed to be resolved. We needed to be at peace. We needed to learn to agree to disagree, and it's okay, because once mama comes through that door, she's going to make the peace if we can't find the peace. I remember, you know, she. I was told a story about her. My mother was a pastor's wife, so I was told how she was in a conversation with the woman, and the conversation kind of got heated on the other lady's end, 
And this woman spit in my mom's face. And I was like, yep, he said, wow. The little baby did, yes, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, because at that moment, you had every right to go back, to, to retch back right. to what you had on the inside and you'll pull it out. <laughs> and nobody would have been offended by the fact that she disrespected you all together. And she told my siblings at that moment, she was like, even though I knew what I could have done, but when I accepted Jesus into my life, when I asked him to save me, my desire was for him to take all of that out of me. And at that moment, because I gave Satan all that I had, and I was in the clubs, I was drinking, I was doing what I did, but I did it unto him, unto the devil. And when I accepted God into my life, she was like, I was no longer living for Satan. I was no longer allowing what Satan had to rule in me. I wanted to be ruled by God and by the word of God. She was like, so I vowed at that moment, God on the altar, he took it all. She said, now with him taking it all, doesn't mean the devil didn't try to come and attack me, didn't show up to see if I was going to revert back to what I was. And she said, that opportunity where that woman spat in my face was an opportunity for me to revert back. And I would have every right to revert back. But she said, I decided to be a peacemaker. And I wanted to live in peace. And I would hear about other stories and just watch how she interacted with other women. And in situations how you have women talking behind her back and then getting in her face and smiling like they were her best friends. She wanted to live in peace. And I was like, wow, God, I want to do that too. I want to be a peacemaker. I'm the youngest girl of 10 siblings, and I have some sisters that they was fine with their behavior and their demeanor. I got one sister that, Lord Jesus, she will give you a piece of her tongue, a great piece of it, and then when she get done, she gonna pray for you because she knows she hurts your feelings. <laughs> And she knows, she, that's her personality. That's just her, she don't care who in front of her. She gonna give you a piece and she gonna pray. She gonna combine them both together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> because the same God that my mom served, that gave her the peace, is the same God that I know will give me peace. Yeah. And will cause me to be a peacemaker. Yes. See, the problem is now we live in a world of conflict. And everywhere we look, there's conflict, there's division, there's opposition in your church, in your workplace, in your communities, some even in your families, in the government. And it's hard to avoid conflict. You know, I was in the grocery store one day and I'm pushing my cart and this lady, you know, cut off everybody, just was cutting off everybody. Because, you know, sometimes nowadays in the stores, they have those end caps to where you really can't see what you're getting ready to run into. If someone's coming across the corner, you really can't see. So I always try to stop 
I pause, I give it a minute to make sure I'm not running into anybody. But there was this one lady, and every person she went, she just cut them off and then gave them an eye like, that was your fault. You was in the wrong and I wasn't, I was right. And so when she got to me, she did the exact same thing. Before me, another lady told her off, and I'm like, okay, I could have done that. But I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. You almost ran into me. But I was apologizing because I wanted to be a peacemaker. Because I wanted to walk in peace. Because with me, with me being a peacemaker, you can see God's love. And if I have to, even at my workplace, if I have to tell you off or go off on you about a situation, when you're having an issue, a life issue, and you need my prayer, you won't come to me. That's right. And that's my sole purpose. Because God put us here to spread his word and to spread his love. Because some people will never set foot in the church. That's right. Because they look at how church members behave. They look beyond what they're supposed to see. Because we are images of Christ. So if we're images of him, when we leave outside of these walls, we are to reflect him. And in him is peace. The peace that passes all understanding. There's scriptures where he talks about Yes. And how we are to be in peace. So how can we change the environment, you ask? By becoming the peace you seek. In Matthews 5 and 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. When there is conflict, you be the peace. You bring peace. You walk in peace. You live in peace. I'm a paraprofessional at a school that I work at, and I work in the special ed department. And we have a portion of our day where we talk to certain students about social skills and how you are to respond socially. When you get out in the classrooms, in the grocery stores, when you get home, because sometimes those things are missing in some people, but in a lot, a whole bunch of people need social skills. Even people who don't take medication may need some social skills. Because some things, it's just not being discussed or talked about. And so I have this little boy, and I have to talk to him about peace, because the first thing that pops off in him is rage. It's like, you know, you wronged me. How can I get revenge? What can I do back? I'm throwing out the window. I'm throwing stuff. I'm going. I'm going to figure out I'm, what calms him is getting back at the person that got him. So we had an issue where I told him to do something, he didn't do it, and he stormed out the classroom and sat in the hallway, and he just had so much rage, he began to cry. And I talked to him, I was like, dude, what's going on? And he was like, well, this happened, and you said this, and then because you said this, I said that, and then you took all my recess. I was like, I wasn't a part of that conversation that you just had because I took none of your recess. He was like, what? I was like, no, I didn't say anything about your recess. 
And I was talking to him, like, you have all of this rage on the inside of you to be nine. But what you have to do is you have to stop, take a moment, relax, calm yourself. And as you calm yourself, peace of God will overtake you. And then react. And so he was like, okay, Miss Turner, I'm going to try that. Because, you know, they, he's a very gifted little boy. And he's, you know, being able to, he's starting to come to church, his church a little more, learning more about Christ. So he's able to take those examples that I shared with him. I always have a joke. He always want to come to my church. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't make church and work. You got to stay. <laughs> Find your own church. <laughs> I'll give you some suggestions. <laughs> Because I know he gonna be on this front row sitting next to me. And I'ma have to, I'm like, uh-uh, because I'm a parent here. I may treat you like one of my kids, and your mama not gonna be happy. So I'm gonna give you a church to go to. <laughs> but I always talk to him about peace, being peaceful. This is what you do, you control your emotions. Because he's like, well, God gave me these emotions. If he didn't want me to use them, I would have given them to me. I'm like, well, yes, he gave us a lot of emotions, but we have to use them in context. We have to kind of decide, is this an emotion that I want to reflect? I say, see, your problem is you always reflect rage. So nobody wants to come be your friend. Nobody wants to be by you because you're always, as they say, the word that they use, throwing off negative energy. So I'm like, try some positive energy. Yeah. So I've been working with him on being positive. Don't look at the glass half empty. Let's look at the glass half full. What can we change? What can we tweak? How can we live in peace? How can we calm the storm that's going on on the inside of you? How to obtain peace? I can't make you what you're not. I can't be to other, you can't be to others what you're not. But how to obtain peace is by working on it. Because you're not born with, you're not born at five just cussing people out. That's not, it's not there. It's there. But you're not born going in the house, not just the whole but kicking, that's, that's not there. It's there, but it hasn't been tapped. So what we have to do, it's, it's training. I train my girls. You're gonna be peacemakers. You're not gonna fight in my house. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna talk, and we're gonna come to a peaceful resolution, and then we're gonna pray. Then we're gonna ask God to continue to help us, to walk with us. Because the first response, when you're in a situation, it's not a peaceful response because we live in a world of conflict. You know, I always tell Pastor Jason, it's hard to have an argument with somebody when they're on five and you on 55. Because what ends up happening is the one that's on 55 is the one that's going to look foolish and not the one on five. So I stay on five all the time. If I'm angry, I'm on five. 
because I know what I can revert to because it's in me because it was there from my lineage, from my bloodline on both sides. So I know what I can revert to, but I know what I choose to revert to. And I choose to revert to peace. And I take my peace in every area that I go into. When I go to work in my classrooms, when I'm in the teacher lounge and they lie and go on off about something that happened and when they ask for my input, you got a job, be thankful. Because you cannot have a job. It may not be the job that you want it to be. You may not be in the environment. You may not have support from the system like you thought you did. But whatever, 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 you hear. You got a job, you got life. And a lot of them don't even know I'm a pastor. I don't go around because we're at an we're at a school where, not that I'm ashamed of God in me and my ministry and what I do here, not at all. We're at an LDS school. And I don't want the children to look at me different because of what I do. I want them to look at me because of how I respond to them. That's good. Amen. My employees, I want them to be themselves. But when you talk to me, I want you to know not what I do, but who I serve. Mm -hmm. And they know I serve God. I'm not getting into no political argument about what LDS is, what Mormon is. You do you, I'm gonna do me. I'm not trying to convert you, and I won't be converted. So if we have an understanding, there's peace right there. Mm -hmm. Peace that she sees something one way and I see something another way. Now, if you ask for my opinion, I'm gonna tell you what the word of God says. What you do with it beyond that point is up to you. I had a friend that was Muslim. That's what you wanna do, great, be you. You serve the God you gonna serve, I serve the God I'm gonna serve. We can go out kicking it, we can hang out. But again, once you ask about what our Bible say, I'ma tell you, not to get into a, con a contradicting conversation, you ask me. You don't wanna know what I read? Don't ask. I'm not gonna be telling you stuff if you don't ask. So that way we have peace. And that's what we have to do. We have to do our best to live in peace. The Bible tells us in John 16 and 33, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may find peace. Yeah. Yeah. In the world you'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So because God's overcome the world, we can live in the world and live in peace if we live in him. Yeah. And that's the key component. That's great, that's great. We have to live in him. That's right. In him and us. Yeah. So that we can be the peace that's needed, especially even more even now, with things that are going around. We need to be the peacemakers need to rise up. Yeah. And be in peace. Last Sunday, Pastor Jason spoke about costumes. And he spoke about, you know, taking costumes off and how costumes became our custom. But I challenge you, with Halloween coming up, if you want to put on a costume, put on a costume of a peacemaker. 
Mm. And be a superhero. And we're gonna call you the peacemaker. And your superpowers is as you go around living in the world, living in life, you're going to live in peace, be an example of peace, and teach others how you got to where you are in peace. If I can leave you with one more thought, in Mark 4, talks about how Jesus was in the boat with the disciples. Yeah and how the waves was going, tossing back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And Jesus was asleep in the under cabin of the boat. And it says, verse 39, then he rose and rebuked the wind and the sea. And he said, peace be still. Yeah. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. I believe that the peace was already there because we are the peace. And what God demanded was for it to not leave. Because peace was leaving, which caused the wind to come. Ah, oh, come on now. And so God demanded, was like, mm -mm, get back here. Peace be still. That same authority is in him. Because we are his children, and we ask God to come into our lives, we were given that same authority. Yeah. So I challenge you, when things are going a haywire, as they say, your kids are running amok, as they say, mm-mm, peace be still. Ah, uh, yes. Peace be 